G'day and welcome to the pod pod. It's your boy Darcy talking all things AFL fantasy on this Wednesday night, May 31st, 2023. Bit of a later release this week. Had some stuff going on earlier in the week, but I hope you're all well. The buyers are upon us, but I'm in a great mood. Keanu Reeves Dossie out here dodging bullets like he in the Matrix. Laird and Chera, get off. The Dossie curse is reversed. All is well. As I welcome a duo of two-time top 10 finishers in Cole Holmes and John Harmy. Welcome, lads. I uh, might start with you, Holmesy. Uh, I know you're struggling a bit at the, at the moment, mate, but, but how are we going over this weekend? It's a tough game fantasy, isn't it? Oh, mate, yeah, fantasy is a brutal game, Dossie, but, you know, as tough as it's been and we're going to get to your round, it's still good that I managed to put another 100 points on you this week so that uh, <laughs> that lead gets to increase. Yes, we'll, we'll get to some of Dossie's master manoeuvres soon that still got him nowhere, but <laughs> Harmy, how was your weekend, mate, and, and how's the, the team looking ahead of uh, the first week of the buys? Yeah, no, weekend was pretty good, thanks, Dossie. Um, and as Kyle said, another week, another 100 points put on your score, so uh, we'll get to that, I suppose. Um, but team's not looking too bad coming to the buys, actually. I was having a look at it this afternoon and plenty of DPPs and um, plenty of playing players. I've been trying to um, patch up the red dots on my bench over the last few weeks, so I'm feeling okay about it, mate. Love to hear that. Harmy, and, and we don't have uh, Louis or Stato on this week. Look, Stato conveniently takes a leave of absence uh, whenever his team ain't going so well. So we'll see We'll see if the Foss does return to, to, to grace the airwaves once more when his team's back on track. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see the Foss soon. And same with Louis. When we record late, we're doing that on this Wednesday night. He can't make it. He's, he's an early riser. So um, we'll hopefully see those two back on the show soon. But let's listen about how our rounds went. And uh, as you said, you guys pumping hundreds into me week in, week out. But how was your round, Holmesy? Just your score and your rank. Yeah, Dossie, in the end, not actually too bad. Another pretty much par, ra- par round for myself. I had a 21.61, which just made me go up about 300 spots into 13.300-ish. So uh, not fantastic. And uh, actually could have been a lot better. It's the second week in a row where I've actually had a pretty decent round, but some injuries on field have really cost me. So uh, we'll get into that with our Luxor Sucks. But yeah, just another mediocre round for Holmesy. Unfortunate, mate. But um, yeah, keep plugging away. I know it was a tough it was a tough gig for, for Holmesy to rock up tonight, but you're still pushing on and you're still giving those listeners that fantastic advice that did get you those two top 10 finishes. Just not maybe employing some of your own advice at the moment. Harmy. How was your round, mate? Score and rank? Uh, score of 2164. Um, so, yeah, it could have been a bit better. Um, poor choice of captain in Ra Marshall. Uh, and my ranking slipped a bit to 6742. So, I've sort of been dropping about 500 um, spots a week over the last few weeks. But anyway, we'll see what happens over the next month. Dossie, uh, a bit lower than that, lads, at 2065. Rank dropped 22,427, down to join the uh, 24K club down there, 24,453. But let me set the scene. I tell you what, there couldn't be more of a genius coach sitting this low in the rankings. Come out on the Friday night, see the chair tackle when I'm down in the dumps. I was messaging the group. I'm like, great. Heading into the buyers with the Chera bullet. Obviously, that 
has luckily been lifted. But, you know, already spirits are low. Suddenly, I notice the Sean Darcy hamstring injury. This is while I'm out at footy, have to think on my feet really quickly. Thankfully, in, in a bid to loophole my captain, I had to put Ned Moyle on the field and decided to have Shawnee Darcy with the E on him. Now, is this, you know, just a premonition, a buzz-like tendency to know exactly what's coming? I don't know, but regardless of what happened, Shawnee Darcy was sitting on the bench with the E on. Alas, Ned Moyle, he's a red dot. What do I do, boys? Well, Darcy, he, he comes up with something every time. I decided to reverse my trade. It was the edit trade button, save me. Bailey Dale was going to come into my back line, switch him out with some multiple DPP little manoeuvres, and in comes Darcy Cameron to grace my field and now looking like an absolute monster move to prepare me for the buys. Guys, I just want you to give me props for that move. So, wait, Darcy. You were still behind us by 100 points and you didn't manage to cop the Sean Darcy bullet on field. How bad could that have been? <laughs> I had Why a- didn't you bring in Briggs? Buzz. Well, that would have uh, been the, the smash play, wouldn't it? Uh, I liked the forward status in that uh, West Coast matchup this week, Harmy. See, I'm, I'm always sort of two steps ahead, mate. You might be the one. I'm the two or three. Uh, look, we will move on to our lucks or sucks just in a second. And as you mentioned, there are probably a few sucks for me to talk about. Let's get into our positives, though, and our lucks. You know the lucks is mine from the start. Harmy, take it away. I'm switching over to you. Uh, look, I think just to... Pretty straight up, um, credit where credit's due. Timmy Taranto, man, 145. That guy has just been on fire at the start of the season. Um, and, yeah, I should really just start making him my permanent captain, the way he's putting up scores. I think he'll have it a little bit harder this week against GWS, um, but oh, who's, who can stop him? He goes forward, he kicks goals, he just gets his scrubby little kicks off the ground, uh, knocking it forward. It's great to watch from a fantasy coach's perspective. Yeah, he's an awesome player. I remember when he was at G-Dubs, I've kind of reminded me of the Dane Swan of old, to be honest. And he, he's a little bit slower than your typical kind of premium midfielder, I guess. And that's probably why he gets a bit of a knock as well as his disposal. But far out, he, he's a gun. And I uh, love seeing him put up those massive scores. Holmesy, your lux. Yeah, and this guy could probably fall into the sucks category as well. But James Sicily, thank you for the 163. I really appreciate you. Thank you for the 130 last week. You've been a bit of a letdown the last month or so, but you've really come good. And in my time of need, when I really need you this week, you've decided to have a week off. So thanks for that. But yeah, 163, can't be upset with that. And we did need to give Louis a shout out. Uh, Louis managed to put the VC on uh, Sicily this week. So that was a very unique 160 odd as captain, which uh, helped propel him up for a good score. So well done, Lou. Your, your dog, you barely mentioned it. Even though you did, you bumped your message, but it was hidden. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Louis doing some uh, nasty manoeuvres around the buy time. All right, I'm going to get into my lux of the week. And who else could it be other than one Matty Rao? Oh, what a pickup it's been. I picked him up in, in round two. Thought it was maybe a failed pick in those uh, 600K kind of bracket coming off the 109 in round one. He backed it up with a 95. Then he went quiet for a couple of weeks, 78 and a 60. 
folks were calling, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'd lost it. Maybe I wasn't buzz anymore. Since then, 100, 98, 110, 76, 140, 290, and then 124. I just want to play back to that song that we all know and love that I wrote those few weeks ago and uh, remind you how it went. Grass, and then puts on a master class. He's a bargain, he is laughing, getting tackles up in Darwin. Well, that's how I remember it anyway. Let's get on to our socks. <laughs> Harmy, take us away, mate. Uh, once again, so many contenders for this one, Dossie, but. I'm going to give it to my man, uh, Rory Atkins, who we all brought in as a nice cash generator. Hasn't been too bad like that, but we thought we'd get 70 to 80 from him a week. Uh, But I was watching it, I think it was in the third quarter, uh, and he ran on the field, ran ran down, gave away a stupid free kick um, on on the boundary line. So minus three points. Took him down to 30 points. You could tell the writing was on the wall because Stewie Jew was looking pissed off on the sideline. Anyway, dragged <laughs> back to the bench and subbed out on 30. So oh. I'll give it to the rat um, because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for him, I reckon, on the track. Yeah, it's going to be tough for those outside players in Darwin. Do we think he even gets selected this week? Holmes, do you reckon he's in strife? Uh, I didn't watch the game, mate, but I'm desperately hoping that he does because I need all the players I can get this week. All right. With that news then, Holmesy, who was your sucks? Yeah, and I suppose you can play your other song as well, Doss. I don't know if it's a, a little bit more effort to get the explicit rating on the podcast this week, but Braden fucking Fiorini, I, <laughs> I can't believe I let you talk me into picking him. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Then I was talking up Matty Rao, mate, the whole time. Yeah, so you- I've still got the Braden Fiorini song stuck in my head on loop from when you when you played that, mate. So yeah, Braden Fiorini <laughs> didn't get him at the right time like you did. Doss paid a little bit extra for him a little bit later, and he hadn't been too bad. But dropping a thirty on the weekend, his cash is done. He's going backwards, and yeah, I'm in trouble. So yeah, Braden Fiorini, thanks for nothing, mate. And uh, yeah, regretting going on the pod pod and meeting you, Doss. Thanks, mate. Did you make any money on him, Holmesy? Like, I look over the course that I've owned him and it's about the same. So, it's kind of like one of those mid-prices that you get on thinking you're going to get some good scores and some cash generation and we've kind of ended up getting neither, really. Yeah, uh, in an ideal world, I'd get off him this week, Harmy, and I would still make a little bit, but I'm not going to be able to. So, I need to pray that he gets picked and and pray that he can, uh, you know, at least get a semi-decent score this week and hold some cash and, and get rid of him next week. But, yeah, it's not looking good. Still time. Crows this week. He might put uh, put up a better score. And, and I don't know, you know, the Darwin Darwin factor, probably obviously we saw those outside players just struggling. So, um, it's still not his fault. He's not playing midfield, inside midfield, which I feel like we, as as, you know, 
good coaches that but would put him inside, he, he's still on the outside. And guys like even Bailey Humphrey spent a lot more time on the inside this week. It's been Swallow that's taken those minutes from Tuke Miller. It's been others. So, Fiorini's just been playing on that wing. Yeah. Even, yeah. So, anyway, it's been an unfortunate thing. But like I said, the song was actually about Matty Rouse. So, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, I'll move on to My Sucks. And I've actually, I've got a segment for you guys. I brought it up a little bit for My Sucks this week. It's called Who Said This from last week that we introduced. I really want to know. So, lads, I've, I've, I've gone through the group chat for my um, for my Sucks this week and I just wanted you to tell me who said this. So, I'm just going through the group chat. I'll, um, I'm just trolling through here. So, I've got... Just a transcript here. Um, now, I believe this was last week at some point. I've got person person one here says, Sicily over steel, right? Similar sugar, 60K less, better break even, and a few weeks till the buy. Person two, hmm, gee, I don't know. Steel a much better player, but all valid points. Person one, hmm, I like the fact Sicily roaming free back there right now. I need the final verdict, man. Person two, I told you. I'd be going Jack Steele. It's Jack fucking Steele for 873K. Harmy, or who would like to guess? Holmesy, you want to guess who was person one and who was person two? Well, clearly person one was you, Dossie boy, because you're bringing that up. But you said you weren't getting into me this week, but I swear I was the one that said that. Was it Stato? That's you, Holmesy. Did Stato That's say? you, Holmesy. Oh. Now- I tell you what, if he didn't get suspended, I would have gone, I'd be a lot more upset about this decision. But Harmy, I've actually got a second little transcript for you. Person one, two, and three here. So, person one says, Steel versus Sicily, need the group's thoughts. Person two, Steel. We've already identified that as as Holmesy. Person three, Steel. Who was person three, Harmy? I don't know. Stato, was it? Stato? Look, you've got to look at it in the long term. These two lads on this show. Who scores more points over the remaining course of the season? So you're talking about one week. Dossie, are you ever actually capable of seeing a trade past the one week, like for the season? The 160 was hard to watch, but like I said, would have been a lot harder had this suspension not kicked in. But let's move on. We've talked too much about our teams. We're just going to do a quick recap now of the Content Creator Cup as we do most weeks here. Uh, Good on your guesty and his uh, infinite wealth company for sponsoring that and putting up some money for charity at the end of the season for the winner. Don't think I'm in any danger of getting there as I get downed by someone from the BEP. It was Nick Haircuts, former number three overall, I think, and he's uh, fluking his way to another good year here by the look. So 22-19 for him on the weekend. He stole my Matty Rao pod and he, he put in a couple of hundred points into me. Good on you, mate. Uh, looks like Holmesy. Ooh, yeah, Holmesy's gone down to Calvinator by about 70 points there. Stato, how'd he go? Stato um, got over the buy there in Bales and uh, back down to 2092 for Bales. So, mm, don't know about that. Bales got a got a lift, mate. Back to that. Uh, get back to your good status. Um, and Harmy with the buy again. So, uh, Listener League results. We got some pod pod Listener League. So, if you remember at the start of the season, people are representing us in the league. Now, Thanks to Matty Sterling for posting these on Twitter every week and he's keeping us in the loop, but he's done an overall percentage of wins up to round 11. So up to this round heading into the first week of the buys, 
Louie, Team Louie is at 60% leading the way. Lou's drafted his listen as well there. Holmesy second. So, mate, not all's lost. You're still second in the listener league there, Holmesy, 58%. Stato in third at 53%. Harmy with his uh, his one team there at a 44% win rate. And down the bottom, we've got Team Dossie at 31%, representing me with pride. Respect, boys. Love that. Uh, On to the Pod Pod Challenge as well. And we just I checked this out just before. We haven't done an update in a couple of weeks. The top 10 in the Pod Pod Challenge, we've got 10 in the top 50 just in the top 10 here. So, I don't know actually how to view the rest of those. I'd have to go check that out. But when Stato's back, he can give a full update. But 10's Titans up the top. Big Kev leading the way. Jono in second. Love at first. Lance and the Chub Club, <laughs> Tommy B in third. And, and their overall rankings go... 13, 14, 16, 26, 28, 30, 38, 41, 45, and 48 for the top 10 in the pod pod challenge. So good on you, everyone there. Let's get into our hot topics for the week. We've obviously talked about it. Everyone knows it's here. It's the buyers. Brisbane, Frio, Saints, and Sydney are here. We get three trades per week for the next month. Uh, who wants to just talk us through? I think we get... Get Holmesy's opinion. Look, we, we've talked ad nauseum about them for the last probably four or five weeks. Eight, if you count all the time Stato's mentioned it. But Holmesy, walk us through our buy round strategy heading into the first week. Yeah, look, it's it's a it's going to be a manic four weeks, uh, three trades a week, so twelve trades in total plus your two trades coming out of that round fifteen buy, so coming into round sixteen. So we've got fourteen trades to go. And what is super important is that you have a look at your team as it stands right now and then you have a look at the players that you don't want on your field come the end of the buys and you make it a priority that your downgrades and upgrades are fixing those players at the same time, okay? You want to make sure that you have more keepers on field at the end of the buys than when you start now, okay? It's going to be very easy to sideways trade your premium. So, for example, I have... Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, and I'm going to use Crouch as an example, even though he's not exactly a premium at this point, but it would be very easy for me to sideways trade Brayshaw to Laird, uh, Crouch to, uh, let's just go, uh, a Merit this week, and then all of a sudden I do that over the buys and I might get myself an extra 50 to 100 points each week, but then come round 16, I haven't added any more keepers to the field. I've still got my mid-prices and my rookies on field, and then that's when you start to get hurt. So just... Bring all your players on field now. Have a look at your team as a whole. See which players you don't want there um, come the end of the buys and make sure that over the next four weeks, you're doing trades that are getting them up to keepers so that your team is in a better shape um, in round 16 than when it is now. Harmy, got yeah. anything to add? Oh, well, just just to give an example um, that Holmes is sort of outlining there. So you got Rory Atkins. If he plays this week, maybe you hold him, you trade him at his buy, and you trade um, Atkins up to somebody like Jack Sinclair. Okay, someone's coming off his buy, someone's on his buy. You get the points coming through, and you get an upgrade along the way. So that's the sort of thing that we're looking to do. What do you do in the first week, though, when you can't obviously, mm. you know, do anything with the- There's no round 12ers that have had their buy. Um, what's your approach usually heading into this round? Obviously, this round is uh, this year. Sorry, is different with the extra buy round that we've got. But yeah, what's your approach this year, Harmy? Yeah, it is quite different. Normally, the approach that I would have taken, like in successful years, is to bank cash. So I'd be doing downgrades now. Um, so 
um, ideally red dots, but other rookies down, um, get some cash in preparation for next week to get people coming off that round 12 buy and get some upgrades in that first week straight up. Just on that, Harmy, though, so in terms of the rookies, and I'm sure we're going to touch on a few of them in our Hot Topic segment, but let's just use the Geelong rookie as an example, as Muslin or whatever his name is, the the guy that's just debuted for Geelong Mullins, on the weekend. Yeah, Mullen. Yeah. Uh, Mullen, sorry. Yeah, so he, he looked good, um, scored okay. We know he's not a massive VFL scorer and hasn't played heaps of footy, but he looked good. But, you know, you trade a red dot to him this week and bank some cash. Um, he might. He obviously plays this week if, if he gets picked, but then they have their buy and then Geelong get their reinforce, reinforcements back come round 14 and he's out. Um, you know, you probably might be in a little trouble then. So what, what are we looking to do? Are we making sure that the rookies we trade into are maybe a little bit more inflated and we know they've got job security? What are, what are we doing? Yeah, that's right. You've got to do it in a measured manner. You can't just dump everybody. Um, this is probably, I'll give you some other examples. This is a reason why I have held people like um, Jinbi. Well, I had held um, Hollands. He's now injured. Um, Pedlar, that sort of type of player, I hadn't sort of dropped them earlier, tried to carry them through and trade some of my other red dots so that you have some of those cheaper players that you can still rely on for a half-decent score coming in. Um, yeah, well, well, I think we might talk about it a little bit later, but you're right. I mean, there isn't a lot of um, rookie options. And um, as we've spoken about last week, this is why we're talking about people like um, Wardlaw and Humphrey and that sort of thing, those people that are just that bit above um, to try and still get some value but have some reliable scoring as well. Yeah, so with my um, buy structure coming in, Holmesy, would be interested to see how you're situated. I mean, having a look at it, Last week, so I had seven players on the round 12 bye, four players on the round 13 bye, seven players on the round 14, and then 12 players on the round 15. So I go seven, four, seven, 12. And as I said, I've cleaned up a lot. So unfortunately, a few got dropped last week, but I've got mostly playing players now. Like I got rid of your yeah, Matty Roberts types, um, Cowan along the way. So, so have you had a look at yours? How are you sitting? Yeah, look, I, I had it all sorted and then um, it's been kind of thrown into disarray. So that's where a James Sicily really hurts. He was someone that I was banking on being there. You don't expect your your gun premiums to get suspended, even someone like a Holland. So that strategy you were talking about, absolutely. I, I did get rid of Pedler and Jinby earlier, um, but someone like a Hollands, I was doing the exact same thing. I was holding him all the way through. He's been a very good rookie for us. His job security is fantastic. Um, there's no issues with his spot in that side. He just happens to get injured, so then all of a sudden I'm in a I'm in a world of hurt. So I've got Chesser and Fleeton on the bench who are well Fleeton's gone. Chesser might come back in, who knows? Drury, don't like my chances. Hollands, as I said. Van Ruyen, you'd think holds, but you know, Melbourne lost. Who really knows? Hope Davy comes back in, but he no Essendon won and, and he's out. And then Wilmot. So all of a sudden the red dots have piled up and then I've lost a few cri- uh, crucial players on field as well, and Sean Darcy who I now need to fix this week, knowing that I'm not going to have him for any of the other bye weeks either. So it's yeah, it's I don't really oh. want to talk about my so you team had Darcy, too much. Had yeah. Darcy, had Darcy, Sicily, Sicily and Holland. Holland's yeah, that's and, a tough week. And two weeks ago, I had 28 green dots. So yeah, uh, Holmesy, I had Led and Chera though. Which uh uh-uh, oh sorry, no, they're, they're, <laughs> off, they're all clear. They're all 
They're all good, mate. All right, boys. I'm out. You guys enjoy the rest of the pod. (laughs) Come on, mate. All right. um, We'll move on. But, um, yeah, my my team's probably not in too flash a spot anyway. And the problem is we're, you know, with a few of these players this week in particular, it's hard to plan because we don't know if these, you know, guys like Atkins, it feels like that, you know, you got subbed out. Is he going to be out of the team this week? There's just a few guys like that on the brink that we can't really do anything until team. So, we've got to cross our fingers and toes think, for that one. Do you think being in Darwin might help a little bit? Do you reckon they have, have we spoken to Stato? Do they have a, like an extended squad in Darwin or have they pretty much oh, taken a pretty brought- tight knit group? I think they brought a pretty extended – well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they brought a pretty extended squad because I saw, like, the one of the flight pitches and it had guys like Jed Anderson and, like, a couple – I know he's from – I think he's from Darwin, but yeah. um, it did. they did have a pretty extended squad going there, I reckon, for that very reason. So, yeah, it'd be – I reckon it's definitely a watch this week, mate, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, let's okay, just hope the winning hot- form is good form. That's all. Let's just hope. Hope so. Um, the other hot topic, mid-season draft happening as we speak. So, we're going to have a few more rookies or, you know, not rookie, all rookie price, but in that kind of rookie to mid-price bracket injected into the game following the the mid-season draft. So, keep an eye out of those. And, you know, I don't know a heap about a lot of the players coming in, um, but certainly check out keeperleaguepod.com.au. You know, our sponsors of the show, they do great stuff. Hef, Hef has already whipped up an article with all the stats, um, all the fantasy stats of the new draftees and whether, you know, they're going to be worthwhile in our squad. So, keep an eye on that. I think a couple of the most relevant names, though, you know, we do look at our former AFL-listed players and we saw Caleb Poulter, formerly of the Pies, get drafted by the Western Bulldogs. He's been in their VFL team all year. They've been keeping a close eye on him. He's been drafted. And then also Quinton Narkel, who's getting us a lifeline at Port Adelaide. So, a couple of former AFL-listed players. But is there anyone that you guys, you know, are aware of before we do a full deep dive, if there is anyone in the future weeks? But those couple of names, you know, interest you coming in? Yeah, I just had a look at the um, yeah plug for the Keeper League uh, article there. That was good that Hef um, had written that. Had a quick look and, yeah, it's a shame. It didn't really sort of look as fruitful as some of the other years um, and the best of the crop went to Geelong. So, you know, the, the, the guy from Sample going to Geelong um, probably won't get a game and then Narkel going to Port probably won't get a game. So it's a bit of a shame. Um, not as good as it probably would have expected. Yeah, Kind of sucks for us fantasy coaches. It, it kind of seems like they've taken the mid-season draft, which was initially designed as um, clubs being able to draft mid-season to plug holes. Um, it just seems like, you know, the Eagles, for example, they just they just took the best kit available. So I think the clubs are just using it as a chance to top up and get ahead of the draft just to get another kit in for development. So I'm not sure we'll see a lot of them early days. Fingers crossed we do. Um, but I think a lot of them are, are project players. Yeah, it uh, looks like the West Coast drafted what uh, Hef said here, 107 keg uh, country footy player just two years ago. So, um, he's now up in the at West Coast, so congratulations to him. And then Mitch Hardy was the one you were talking about that went to Geelong, 109 fantasy points in the Sandful. And uh, Jack Buller was the next best fantasy prospect, according to here. He was pick 15 and he was playing in the Waffle. So, just keep an eye out in the future weeks, but yeah, perhaps not as relevant as previous years. And just another hot topic, these bullets, we've kind of crossed over them. I think a few of them now have been uh, obviously settled down a few there. But uh, Sean Darcy, Sicily, look, Atkins, Fiorini, Ollie Hollands, I think we've touched on um, potentially what 
we're going to be looking at there, but just keep an eye on the bullets. Just, and finally, can I just be a bit selfish, Dossie? So, yep, for coaches yeah, that ahead, do man. have Sicilium, like myself, Harmy, would we be looking to trade Sicily? I think you've got to consider it. He's going to miss two of the next three um, games, isn't he? So, yeah, I think you'd have to have a look at it. But, Holmesy, like, yeah, just that's the tough thing, isn't it? Points on field versus just fixing up those other red dots. Because if you've got not 17 on field, like, are you just going to look to do what Harmy's done in the past? Maybe downgrade a few of those, you know, those dead weight kind of guys and just try and bank some cash. But you've also got the other thing we've been talking about in terms of the other issue of not having guys to downgrade to. So what do you, what do you personally think, Holmesy? Yeah, well, this is where I'm a little bit stuck because I've been trading all year and that's purely been circumstantial in terms of, you know, copping those bullets early and being so far back, I've pretty much had to take a risk. But everyone I've traded this year has just gone out and put stupid scores on my head. So, I think your Tom Greens and, and those players where most other good coaches have held because they've been in a position to do so, I've traded. So, maybe it is. Maybe if you do have 19 or 20 on field, you can afford to hold a Sicily and um, and just cop the points lost this week, knowing he's going to come back. But I think someone that's in my situation that is only looking at 17, 18 on field max, I think I do have to just go a, a James Sisley up to a Dawson and, and just bank that, you know, top three defender for the points, Army. Yeah, if you think about it in the context of everyone's going to miss a week um, and you've got your round 12 by this week anyway, I think it's you know, depending on what else is happening in your team and if you've got enough red dots, through that buy period, it's probably a good idea to hold him. Like, really, you're only going to lose him for one week. You would have banked on not having him for one of those weeks anyway. So, yeah, probably, if you can, be a good tactic to hold. On to the new announcements this week. Uh, the new dual position players were announced. And we can rejoice something we can celebrate for. Jack McRae getting forward status. All three of us here are sorrowful owners for the season, but boy, it's got to, at least that has to lift your spirits, Holmesy. Hey, he's come good the last two weeks, hasn't he? Bevo did his best to do what Bevo does. He was back in the midfield on the weekend. We're just lucky that he had those uh, th- what, three weeks prior where he was not in the midfield at all. So, Ah, uh, yeah, who knows what Bevo's doing up and down. But, yes, very good to be able to swing Jack McRae forward at some point. Uh, when that will be, I have no idea. But, yeah, very, very handy for us McRae owners. Yeah, and the, It's a the shame he perfect- didn't have a better buy, isn't it? Like, he just adds <laughs> to the issue of, like, the Tarant- like that around 15 forwards, Taranto, Rosie, Butters, this is who I've got, so... Anyway, well, it's a it's, it's a perfect time for him to get forward status too, Harmy, with the fact that uh, Trelaw's in the frame to return, so he can actually go back and play forward again for us and uh, put up some stanking scores again. So that's the the news this week is that Trelaw's looking like he's in frame to play. McRae had fourteen centre bounces on the weekend against the Suns, and yeah, put up one hundred and twenty three. Probably a bit stiff not to get the the lux of the week for me, but Matty Rao with the one twenty four just uh, just edged him out there. Um, another another DPP. Probably the only other one that I've kind of seen that's, you know, actually getting a new position. Obviously, there's lots that kind of get that mid-status and just help with flexibility. But Matt Kennedy, a surprising one there, playing, you know, as the sub a couple of weeks. Then he exploded onto the scene, coming on in the last quarter and just tearing it apart. Got a game in the midfield the next week, played well. Then the Blues have been shuffling him around and gets the defensive status after uh, a couple of weeks in that back line. Any, you guys have any interest in, in a Matt Kennedy here? 
Uh, I think you summed it up perfectly, Doss. He's just up and down because of the role that he's playing at the moment. If Michael Voss came out and said, you know, we're going to go back, we're going to play our players in their right positions, and that means that uh, Matt Kennedy is going to be in the midfield, then you'd 100% look at it. But, um, you know, he'll probably be there this week. Hewitt's out with concussion. Uh, we know Chair is back now and, and Cripps is under an injury cloud, so who knows? But uh, we need these players to be there for the season. I don't think we can keep adding these mid-prices for a few week plays because they're, they're adding up. So I'm not sure he's a, a long-term play. Yeah, if he was an inside midfielder, you'd definitely have a look at a Dossie. Um, but the thing is, he's it was playing in the back line last week and I watched that game and he did look a bit lost, um, yeah, in that role. So if he's playing in the back line again, I wouldn't be interested at all. Like, what did he put up? About 65 and that's probably what you're going to get if he's in the back line. Yeah, well, and, and there's been some news articles floating around, some some angry Carlton fans as well getting in the ear of the Blues that they want to see someone else in the midfield coming up from the VFL, tearing it apart. Uh, another man with a song, but Paddy Dow in the frame as well there, boys. So, yeah, I don't know if Matt Kennedy would be worth it with that on the horizon. Now, look, we do want to we do want to go um, to something a little more a little more sombre somber tone now for the end of this um hot topic segment and look we're we're very aware that stato traded away rowan marshall to max gorn to help with his buyers and of course to get forward status with uh, max gorn playing you know plenty of that forward line now we really wanted to help get around the foss in these trying times of course max gorn missing out on the cut by 0.1%, just the 0.1 there. But we reached out to the fantasy community just who have put together this tribute in support of the FOSS. Here's to you, mate. Stato all boy, DC from Hatchat. I have to say, I'm sorry to see another coach have their hat chances ruined by Max Gorn, like my were last year. At least I didn't trade a top two ruck to get him though. Jesus. Cheerio. G'day, statesman. It's Mitch Casey here from the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I thought it sucked being a Celtics fan, but can you imagine trading in Max Gorn and him not getting DPP? Sucked in, man. Whoa, hey, whoa. Mitch, pull your head in, mate. Sorry, Stato, sorry about that. Roger here, mate, from the Ball Boys. Just wanted to pass on my commiserations about the Gorn move, but I know that you'll bounce back better than ever. Catch you, lads. All the best for the boys. Stato, it's Doe from the BEP and I found some glasses on the ground before and I'm thinking they must be yours because did you misread Gorn's ruck forward split so badly that you thought he actually was going to get forward status? G'day Stato, uh, Guestie here from AFL Fantasy Fanatics, mate. Just want to say a massive sucked in for Gorn not getting forward status. Uh, well, man, that's really fucked your year, hasn't it? Best of luck for the rest of the year, mate. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, seriously, maybe they should invent like a Masters fantasy game where all the old people can play or something like that. Maybe you'd have a chance there. I don't know. G'day, Stato. Jeppy here. Just passing on my condolences for the old Gorn blunder. 0.1%, mate. Unlucky. Probably as much chance now of you winning a hat. Hey, it's Warney here, and I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the new DPPs coming through, including you there, Stato. <laughs> because, you know that 0.1% of a number that was going through? It was 0.1% the other way, but because you were swagging about your move, we thought, fuck ya! What a loser! <laughs> and yes, we do, we do thank, thank the members of the Content Creators Cup there for joining in, and really... 
you know, helping Stato out in these in these hard times. Thanks, guys, for all those kind, kind messages of support. Uh, we'll move on now to our observations roundtable. Army? Yeah, okay. So, I was just going to have a quick talk through. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, so with, with my bioplanning, um, I sort of had earmarked a number of players to be upgraded throughout the, the uh, course of the bio period. And I just wanted to talk about them because get your thoughts, I suppose. I guess my thinking has changed now uh, on the back of things like, I believe I'm the only one left, Kyle, on the island. Is that right? Yeah. Hunt Island. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Far out. 120 points for the faithful that have stayed strong through thick and thin with Jaden Hunt. You keep Ollie Hollands, but you trade out Hunt. No, that's good coaching. That's good coaching. <laughs> so I'll just go through some of mine, hey? Oh, I was sorry. It James- was Tommy Cole's. It was Tommy Cole's birthday last week. So happy birthday, Tom Cole. Could still mm-hmm. be the superior pick. We never know. He would have been dancing like that meme. That's good. Yep. Um, okay, so these are the people that I had been looking at. Rory Atkins. Um, I think that he's going to go. I think that that decision will be made for me. James Warple. Probably still guys think that he's a good avenue. He's now over 700,000. I'll probably be able to get him up to, you know, your Lockie Neal type or potentially Jack Steele or even um, Andrew Brayshaw if I can get there. So he's probably still a trade out, yeah? Yeah, I'd think so. Um, yep. If you can get up to an absolute underpriced gun, I'd think that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jaden Hunt, I'm sort of 50-50 now. I'm sort of sitting on the fence a little bit with him. But I'm kind of heavy uh, with 14 and 15 um, defensive players, so he probably he may still go. Fiorini, I was planning on holding Dosby, but I think at the moment he may be a trade-out also. And the one who I was always planning on holding through the buys was Ashcroft. And yeah, he's a rookie, but he's the best rookie. And the Lions have actually got quite a good run coming through. So I was planning on holding him. But now with Jaden Hunt, I'm sort of thinking there's a chance that I, um, yeah, I'm thinking I might trade him. And if I do trade Ashcroft, what do you reckon about this one, Holmesy? I'm tempted to trade him to another round 12 player. So going Ashcroft straight up now while he's on his bye, um, to a lucky Neal or a Steel or a Brayshaw. Yeah, look, that's that's out of the box thinking, Harmy. The the normal rule we say is that you don't trade into a premium on this round because they're clearly missing. How many players are you looking to have on field this week? Uh, I think I got twenty one. Yeah, so if you've got twenty one on field and you're you're pretty comfortable with taking a little bit of a haircut this week, knowing that you're going to have an extra premium on the buy. I don't hate it, to be honest. Lockie Neal and Jack Steele were both ripe for the picking and you're going to want them both probably at some stage. Um, so if you can bank one this week and then potentially get the other one next week, um, I, I don't hate it, to be fair. It's not something I can look to do um, with um, the amount of players I have on field. And if someone's already in my situation in having a lot of round 12 players, I don't think that's a play, but I think definitely it could be a play in, in your situation. Dossie, as the best coach on the pod, what do you think? Yeah, it's a tough one, mate. Um, I drifted off for a little bit there, so I'm not going to lie. I probably don't have the full context of the question. I was thinking about Ashcroft more more so and just thinking about that Adelaide game and, and how it just didn't suit a lot of the players there. I, th- I think we saw, you know, the likes of Dunkley and Neil turn up, but 
Ashcroft, McCluggage, who outscored him by um, another 12 points there with 58 for McCluggage. But um, look, it was a tough game. It was pissing down over in Adelaide here, and Adelaide really controlled the game as well. So it's tough to know what to do, mate. But if you're getting up to an Uber premium, I don't know, go for it, I reckon. I'll throw another one to you then, Dossie. Where do you stand? Because I talk about Ashcroft, right? So what about Harry Sheasel? Is he somebody that you would consider trading during the buy period as well, Doss? Because he's at a price now. He's almost 800000 isn't he? So it wouldn't take much to get him to somebody like Jack Sinclair or even a Dawson or Dacos if you don't have them. It's a tough one because, I mean, he's actually gone through some minor role changes recently. Five centre bounces on the weekend, started forward. They kind of throw him around a fair bit. But, look, he scores pretty much wherever he plays. I don't – you might be right in terms of the, the ceiling scores probably maybe starting to dissipate with the fact that he doesn't have that, you know, rain over the back lines at the moment. Um, so, yeah, <sighs> That's 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 probably one where if you're in a really good position in the ranks, I'd consider it. But look, he's far from on my radar for being a concern. But a lot of the coaches here listening are, are way up there and probably, you know, he will be a problem probably towards their mid to late buys um, and one to consider getting ahead of the curve. So I actually don't mind that, especially if you see the role staying in that kind of mid forward range but if he moves back into the back line you know he could be a top six defender still so it's tough it's it's pretty incredible what ashcroft is averaging at the gabba compared to everywhere else i, I don't have yeah. the exact stats on me but i saw might have been papowski or someone on twitter like he's averaging in the 90s or maybe even slightly higher at the gabba and, and everywhere else he's just a regular rookie so yeah maybe just look to time that knowing that he does have a good run coming up but he does have a few games coming up that aren't at the gabba so who knows just be smart with when you do it but he will be someone that has to go for us eventually yeah he's next he's, he's only got one out of his next three at the gabba and, and one of those is against sydney which i mean i don't know what they're like on the matchups they've been up and down sydney so yeah good good flag couple of rookies potentially topping out um keep an eye and make the gut call Go with your gut on that one, I think, Harmy, but sounds like you're considering it, mate. But um, I had just one observation round table, and it was just a, a very quick story from the weekend. So I mentioned you guys might have seen I, I exited myself from our pod pod group chat this week. Now, it was off the back of Chera getting suspended. It was off the back of um, Shawnee Darcy with the 34 before I figured out that amazing trade. But I also wanted to say just an apology to all the injury-riddled players in the AFL that, you know, I might have taken a pot shot at here or there, to my Jack Bowes for his 10, for my Mills for his three. I've had a go at these guys. And, lads, I've gone out on the weekend. I'm doing my hamstring injury recovery, mind you. So I'm at the tail end of my hamstring injury recovery. I've gone out to run some water for the lads. And in the last quarter, I've gone out for another serious run of H2O to the boys and I've popped me calf. <laughs> I've popped me calf running water. So I need I need to apologize to all the pot shots I've gone out there and, and look all the best to the recovery of all those 
fantasy players out there and I don't think I have a right to have a go anymore. Let's get on to our Twitter requests. You can find us at PodPodAFL on Twitter. We check that out every week. We put a little post up there and you can get your number one player that you want discussed on the pod. This week, we've got heaps of requests and a lot of fantasy relevant requests that we haven't even talked about yet. So I'm keen to get into these. Let's start with Hugh Greenwood who's been requested by Taser here. So he's especially um, wondering about with LDU on the horizon. So he's got a 14 break even, I think it is. He, he's come onto the scene with Brett Ratton taking over and Hugh Greenwood's been injected back into that midfield. But with LDU on the horizon, um, is he s- still a pretty big risk to jump on at this at this point? I'll get, I'll get his price up quickly, but what do you think, uh, Harmy? He's 537. I think it's a good option. Yeah, 537. Break even to 14. He hit 114 last round. So um, even if you were just going to ride him up until that round 15 buy uh, that North have, I think it's still not a bad play, actually, because you'll get a good price rise. And he and he has been a scorer in the past if we, when he gets a high tackle count and that sort of thing. So he's definitely one to um, have a look at this week. I disagree. I disagree. I am... Um I just don't see when when Greenwood does come back and, and I don't I didn't see the injury report. I, n- I know there was talked about today. I saw there was an article. So go read that. If he's within a week or two, like you got Simpkin, they're they're running Phillips and Wardlaw through there, Tommy Power, like Sheasel. You know, if LDU goes in, yeah, Sheasel, like it, surely Greenwood just drops off. I mean he ha- he did have ten clearances, like he's playing awesome. So I don't know. I'm a no. Harmy's a yes. Harmy's only got the two top ten caps, so maybe just backing Dossie on that one. All right. Um, maybe next he's just maybe he's just one of Rats' boys. Potentially. Maybe maybe he's just in favour with the new coach. So you're a fan. All right. Lock it in. Jordan Degoey. Two games of uh, two games over 120 in his last three. Has Degoey gone? Holmesy, any interest for you? 749k, and he's got West Coast Eagles on deck this week. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty good sugar hit this week coming up against the Eagles. There's not an easier matchup in footy at the moment. I uh, do worry about it being a long-term play, though. He's been doing this all year, so he has 120s and then he has 60s. So that role that he plays, he can have a very good, very good footy game and and put up a 60 or 70 with the role that he plays. So for that reason, I'm a no on Jordan Degoe, but I'm not saying he won't score well this week and be a, a pretty valuable player over the buys. Harmy, this is an interesting one. I think we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but um, listen, I wanted to know, Andy Brayshaw, first of all, I guess, you know, do you like him as a target at the moment? But given he's got the the buy um, coming up in, or is he on the buy this week? Yeah, he's on the buy this week. Yep. He just wants to know, what do you think of trading in a guy like Andy Brayshaw this week or anyone on their round 12 buy? And I guess in that, it would, you know, in that uber premium bracket, I guess. I gave an example of the Ashcroft, um, you know, moving Ashcroft to a premium, but I'm I'm actually not very likely to do it. Like, uh, you really want to have as many on field as you can. You'd have to be in a really luxurious position to do it. But I will talk about Brayshaw. This is the time of year when we need to target the top end players. So if you can get an um, an underpriced premium, awesome. But if not, you should be hit, aiming for the people that are at the top of their line. So, yes, Brayshaw is a player you should be looking at. Um, and I mentioned Steele and Neil as well. Um, people like Roy Laird, yeah, 
no issue whatsoever picking up those type of players throughout the buy if you can upgrade somebody to them. But I think you'd be better. I think that the majority of coaches will be looking at the Brayshaw types next week So as they are coming off their buy. Holmesy, what do you think of Kieran Briggs, a ruck option potentially for those people facing the Sean Darcy dilemma like yourself, mate, with the 97.5 average in his two games. He's coming off 100 and, uh, what was it, 111 against Geelong. Two pretty easy matchups. Oh, actually, the first one was against the Saints, so I take that back. 540K, 17 break even. Thoughts on Briggs? Uh, not for me, Doss. They've got Richmond this week, and Nank is a very, very good ruckman. So because of that, I think if he has like a, you know, a sixty or seventy, a, a lowish type score, yes, he's going to make some good cash this week. But um, I think it could be one of these mid prices that we fall into that's been outperforming what they normally do, and and if they go back to what they normally do. Um, we're going to be in a bit of trouble. So he's not someone I'm looking at, but you can't really knock what he's done in the last two weeks. But you kind of got to wonder why was he sitting in the twos when they were playing Matt Flynn early days if he was going to be you know, playing at this kind of level. So maybe he's just had two games out of the box. That would be very difficult too if you had English because you'd end up with two around 15 buyer players, I think. So, um, yeah, a bit of a disincentive. But, I mean, you should really – we should all be aiming for Marshall and English, shouldn't we, as the top two rucks of the year? Harmy, Bailey Humphrey, he was your number one target, if memory serves, on the Fossils 5. He got you 72, looked amazing again, but um, went up 55K. Listeners uh, want to know, though, is it too late for Bailey Humphrey? Can you still go there? And I stood by my word. So I brought in Humphrey and I brought nice. in Wardlaw. Um, yeah, so he's now gone up another 40,000, though. Uh, he's about 470, is he, Dossie? I don't have it just in front of me, but... Um, yeah, he's 478. Yeah, 478. Ten, now, ten break it, even. now it's getting hard. That is getting into a difficult price point. But I brought him in because it now allows me to trade out Atkins and still have um, a fair proportion of round 13 buy players. So I'm pretty comfortable with why I did that. But yeah, as I said, I paid, what, 40, 45,000 less for him. Would you bring him in now? Man, you're comparing him against people like Greenwood and Ben Keys, the people that are probably better value. Holmesy, same question in terms of is it too late for Ben Hobbs up against North this week and his price is at 605k. I might throw this one to Harmy being the, the Bombers man because I didn't go Ben Hobbs, I went someone else instead. Is it too late? Is he going to keep that role with potentially Dylan Shield coming back this week? He was good. Uh, was it the Eagles matchup though? He is a good player. Like He, he is a good player, and um, no doubt about that, but... I feel like he'll get dropped down the pecking order with Shield, and then Parrish on the horizon also. Depends what they want to do with um, giving Caldwell more time as well. But, look, he put up a 97, I think, from memory. I'm, I am a little bit dirty, though. I couldn't pick him up two weeks ago when I actually really wanted to. But at 600,000, um, I have looked at it this week, but I'm not that inclined to bring him in. We had a question from Josh, and I think I'll take this one because I reckon I'd uh, I'd be able to put this correctly for for the pod squad here. He's wondering about Jack Steele and if he's a hold or not. I'm just going to say absolutely a hold. You, you've got a week off now. Hopefully, he resets and can recover from his injuries. Look, he's gone a 78, but he's had two 120s in the previous month before that. 
and look, coming off hopefully a week off, he can really reset. Have I answered that correctly, Jack Steele? Still a, still a, a watch for every non-owner as well um, coming off his buy, but you definitely hold a Jack Steele at this stage. I'd definitely be holding. And like not much has gone right for him at the start of this year. Well, he broke the collarbone, didn't he? And now that knee injury, I think he, like that, uh, and effectively a two-week rest for him is exactly what he needed. So, yeah, that, I said he's a trade-in target, so I'm supportive of holding him. 873000 for Big Nank. We mentioned him before. Could he be a replacement for Sean Darcy? Is he a premium ruckman this year? He's looking bloody fantastic out there, Holmesy. Uh, I think Harmy summed it up pretty well before. At this stage of the year, you want Marshall and you want English as the two top ruckmen. So he might be a stopgap, but at some stage soon, you're going to want those two guys. So why waste the trade now? Just try and find your way to get up to, to English or Marshall if you don't have either of those. Mm, he's putting up some putting up some big ruck numbers, but fair enough, Holmes. You go to the top. Uh, Luke Jackson just... I think my mind immediately went to Luke Jackson after he tunned up following Sean Darcy going down. Um, coming off his buy, we have to keep an eye on the injury list there, but Luke Jackson, surely a target for us if we see a few weeks um, where he can sort of take the reins as the primary ruck, Harmy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing too, mate. Like when um, Darcy went down, but... Uh, well, what's he going to be? I think he's only going to be a few weeks, um, Darcy, from whatever the initial report was. So I don't mind um, Luke Jackson as an option, but he's actually not cheap either. Um, and in that forward line, I've got a little bit of an issue uh, with around 12 players. Like We've got Goulden and uh, Dunkley on the bye this week. So um, I'm probably more inclined to as, as getting support in that ruck line for Darcy Cameron, who's about 50 grand cheaper, I think, or 60 grand cheaper. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. If he was cheaper, I would definitely be on it, but he's a bit expensive. Speaking about Darcy Cameron, obviously I went a week early due to necessity. I will say he was the only player I could afford in that ruck department that I liked as well because I'd already sort of spent my other trade getting Jack Steele. So he's at 667K now. You said he's cheap, Harmy. But Holmesy, what do you reckon, mate? Is he, is he a target, especially coming up against West Coast this week? They give up 83% more points to key forwards than other teams and 88% more to Ruckman as well. So if he's playing Ruck or key forward, that's in the last 10 games. So um, you're looking at a big juicy sugar hit you'd expect this week as well. Yep. He is someone I've been eyeing off for a while purely in his price point. He's come down a lot um, since what he started at, but more for being that round 14 forward that you can play on field in round 15 when you are missing Rosie, Taranto, Butters, um, there's others there, McRae, Bailey Smith, all of these players are missing. So we're going to need players playing on field in round 15. So he fits that bill. So uh, yeah, Darcy Cameron is a big tick for me this week. I think he's going to be quite good for us throughout the buys and, and moving forward. When do you trade guys like Jaden Hunt and John Noble? John Noble, a unique player for Corey uh, Harmy. Well, you don't trade Hunt. You'd be crazy to do that. So I'm going to hold him through to the grand final, round 24. <laughs> Righto, mate. You just wait for the, the break even and, and you wait for a target in, in that line, right? 
Yeah. Ah, oh, look, it, it, I don't know. It's always a bit of a gamble. It's funny in the in the sort of last five rounds, ten rounds of the year, isn't really when I do my best work because there's always a risk that the player you're going to jump to um, will put up less of a score um, to finish the season than the one you're trading out. So, um, look, at, at, as I said, I'm still probably likely to get rid of Hunt through the buy period, but um, the time is now really for those kind of guys. You want to be aiming for who you think is going to be the um, you know, the top six or top eight in their line. Holmesy, we've all been long-suffering Jack McRae owners here, but can you recommend him as a target now that he's got the DPP for non-owners? You know, low 800Ks. He's actually break-evens achievable now at 79. Could you see Jack McRae being a post-buy option? Dossie, I'll put it in a way that uh, you're familiar with in the group chat. It's Jack fucking McRae for 831K. No, no. Uh, I mean, you can. You can definitely look at him, but... The Bevo factor, it's up and down. So, I wouldn't be recommending it, but with the forward status, there's every chance he's a top six forward from here. So, um, he is an option. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's been a tough own, but yeah, at the price, I don't know. Um, somebody was wanting to know, Eddie Ford, sorry, I didn't write down the name here, but was there a reason he hasn't played many games in three years? And I've got to say, I, I thought he was looking pretty impressive. I, I don't think he's played the same role that Ratton has him playing right now, though. So he was kind of looked to me like he was kind of up the field more. I think he's previously just been playing in that really, you know, deep forward line role. It looked like he was up kind of, I don't know if he was actually playing wing. I didn't look close enough, sorry. But look, he popped a 63 against the Pies. He's come off a 78 against Sydney. He's got another game at Marvel versus Essendon, but 399K, a bit out of our price range now, Harmy. There's a few players that scored okay from North last weekend. Do not rely on that. It is not an indication that what they're going to be like every week. And he's a small forward, isn't he? So he a small on. forward in the worst team in the competition. Oh, sorry, Dossie. Don't mean to discredit West Coast. The worst team in the competition. <laughs> so I'm just, I couldn't go there if I, I was um, the, the, the guy who's asked about that. Yeah, look, if I if I actually wrote down his name, I'd, I'd give him a shout though. I saw the same stuff and he's 189 centimetres. So I don't know if that classes you as a small forward, Harmy. So anyway, looked good uh, that, by my eyes just, as well. Yeah. Looked good. Looked good. They've got plenty of those kind of guys. No offence. Like, I don't know, Paul Curtis, Marnie. Um, oh, look, I, I don't follow him too much. But they've got, they've got players that can do it. So what his job security is, why would it be any better than the other guys, you know? Shannon Hearn, Holmesy, any interest for the FOSS? Uh, nah, Dossie, I don't think so, although they are playing just that very chip-chip style. We saw Duggan 140 on the weekend. Uh, Hearn went big. Uh, Jaden Hunt went big. So there's a lot of ball going down back there. But, mate, with the Eagles going the way that they're going, you can't rely on him to play every game from now to the end of the season. So he might even retire at some point soon. So I wouldn't be going there myself. Bailey Scott as well. Holmesy, a bit of a role change under Ratton. Yeah, far out. He's been a good pick, hasn't he, in terms of the last two weeks. It's back-to-back tons now, I think. Um, so, yeah, oh, man, we just have to look to Fiorini and being that outside-type player. You know, they're prone to put up these stinking scores. So, unfortunately, you've missed those two tons and he's at a price now. I think you, you've missed him. So, uh, I wouldn't be looking to target him this week, unfortunately. Yeah, could be another good sugar hit this week. But then, yeah, whether the matchups continue when he's outside Marvel Stadium might be a different story. Ben Keys, I think this is a player a few of us are keen on. Maybe we would have been keener had uh, Laird, you know, been sanctioned as well and we could guarantee that mid-time. But 
geez, he's cheap for a bloke that, you know, he's a fantasy player when he plays in the midfield army. Still keen, though, to go there. Do we think he'll get that midfield role, um, you know, now that he won't have to tag Neil this week, which seems to be a role that they continue to give him in, in the past? Well, let's think about this. Who's he got to beat? He's got to, like, to get a spot in that midfield. So, well, he's, well Barry's not getting a game, so he's got to get ahead of Rankin and Rochelle. Um and then you got Laird and Dawson. They're not moving. Saligo. So Saligo was the other one that's Saligo. been doing a little bit in there as well, yeah. I just reckon there's a spot for him. And th- this is my personal opinion, without much evidence. Don't have the stats, stats like you, Dospi, Papowski. The <laughs> If they want to win games, they have actually, over, in my opinion, overachieved. Like, they are going pretty well, the Crows. If they want to keep winning games and be a legit chance at making the finals, then they will want their best players in the midfield. And I think that he, you know, it's a more of a short-term focus by not blooding Saligo and Rochelle in there probably. But if they are fair dinkum about winning games, I think that he should be in there. Can I say, I think he was made, obviously he was in there for the role. Um, to kind of put some some body on Neil, but he was also in there because of the wet conditions. It was absolutely pissing down. They needed a bigger body in there. The guys like Rochelle and, and Rankin that they put through there are just much better in the dry conditions as those players burst from stoppage. This week, they're in Darwin. Um, there's also the potential that he could go to an Anderson. So, you know, I think in the short-term play that we're looking for these value players, I do think Keys plays, you know, predominantly midfield this week again. So, yeah, he's a, he's a Great target for me as well. Um, Bailey Dale, still still an option, Holmesy, you know, in the role at Western Bulldogs without JJ now? Uh, well, yeah, what did he put up on the weekend? An 80. Uh, I think he's probably just going to be that 90 guy if he can get back Again, to though, the form. What do you mean? Tough conditions for yeah. the outside players, though, in that game. That was the game that we saw Atkins and Fiorini on the other team getting 30s, and he managed an 80. So, positive signs, I maybe? I think they have some tough matchups coming up. I think they got Geelong, and obviously, Geelong have been putting up some scores in, against in the midfield, but defenders against Geelong are still pretty tough. Then I think they have Port Adelaide, and I think their run opens up after the bye. So, yeah, he's, he's a play. He's a play. Um, I'm just thinking maybe you needed to go there last week or the week before. I think he probably is getting up to, you know, pretty much what he is. Just in my, that's just personal opinion, I think. Yeah, Jared Witts, Sean Darcy replacement. You, you guys just said, I mean, Holmes, you said before, just go the Tim English and the Royal Marshals. Would you agree with that, Harmy, in terms of a Jared Witts targeting someone like that? I can see the attraction of yeah. yeah, I can see the attraction of somebody wanting to have a look at that round thirteen, um, like the extra round thirteen by player, but he's not the one I'd be going for. I think he's gonna be a bit too far away from uh, Marshall and English for the rest of the season. And if you get stuck with him, yeah, could be a bit of a bad move. He's on his buy now. Um sorry, I'm talking about the next player now. <laughs> he's on his buy now, but he's got St Kilda after his buy. Jake Lloyd in some vintage form. Mm. Uh, Harmy, you want to take this one, mate? You sound a bit uh, bit interested there. He's got the Saints coming off that sugar hit, coming yeah. off his buy. He's low 800 I've been looking at him. Yeah, yeah. I was, I've been looking at him. I was kind of keen on him a couple of weeks ago. Um, but the thing is, he's now priced around 95, and that's probably about what he's going to score, I reckon. like He's not he's not a bargain pick um, up right now. So, yeah, he's putting up some great scores, but he's also up there. Um Did- do you think there's anything to a bit of a, you know, 
game plan shift from the Swans, doing pretty average. You were seeing their backline players pop a bit more. Could there be something in that? I don't know about that. He's just playing his normal role. <laughs> but they don't have um, as many kicking options probably and Rampy hasn't been there as well. So he's had a, it's just a bit of a situational thing where he's had a bit of a better role and and he knows how to um, get a stat. Like he, we, know, we know that about Jake Lloyd. Perhaps my cousin uh, Jaden Papowski does have some uh, more info on if the Swans have changed their game style. Jordan Ridley, Holmesy. We know that a, a certain Foss was uh, keen on this guy earlier in the year. In fact, he was an owner. 636K, is he back in some form and a target for, for people post? 127 and 95 in his last two. Yeah, I don't think so, Doss. I, you just have to look to what he was doing at the start of the season. I think the same concerns are still there that they've got Redmond and um, a few other players, McGrath, that are, that are back there that um, they tend to just switch up how they're going and at any given point Ridley can be asked to lock down if he was that pure intercept player I'm sure we'd look at it but um, I've always been pretty big on the fact that I just at certain times Ridley just seems to be the guy that sacrifices his game to shut down um, some some pretty gun forwards so not something we want in fantasy although he's been good the last two weeks I usually just chuck this into troll but uh, Brad Crouch is cheap uh, Harmy let's throw to you mate interest after yeah. his buy Yep, about eight hundred thousand uh, price tag. So yeah, I'm having a look at that. Not this uh, week, clearly, but yeah, I've seen Nat Five thrown in here, but he, I know he's oh geez, four forty nine, four forty five k. You're you're the Dockers man, Holmesy. After his buys, are you going to get a bit more run? What, did, what was his tog on the weekend? Eighty percent time on ground against Melbourne on the weekend. They have been building him up. Very, very slowly. They've been very open with that. He was subbed twice um, on the weekend. It was the first time, I believe, that he... Well, he was the sub twice and then he came on and got subbed. And then the first game on the weekend that they were confident that he was going to get the full game. So, I think the week off is going to be very good for him. And in a year where we've been struggling to find value, uh, Nat Fife at 440K, um, I, I believe it'll get to a stage where he might be able to average 80 for the rest of the year with the role that he's playing. So, yeah, I think it could be an, an option to have him playing in the forward line um, in round 15 and and who knows from there. And the next guy, another injury-ravaged player that was um, hot on our lips in the preseason, I, I'm going to talk a bit about because I'm, so, I'm very keen for this target. Um, yes, I'm a West Coast man, but look, I don't let that sway my fantasy picks. I'm just such an astute coach. Elliot Yo. For me, I think he's a fantastic target at the moment. Um, I think you just look at the way that, look, Dom Shade started the season. He clearly out of shape. Not, well, not, sorry, I don't want to say that, but clearly did not pass Dossie, the eye Dossie, test. Dossie, Dossie, you just popped your calf running water on the weekend, mate. Please don't call people out of shape. <laughs> well, that's why I tried to walk it back. I tried to walk it back. Um, <laughs> well, Elliot Yo coming in. Look, you look at his first two games for the season. He was at 50% time on ground. He comes on in this one, 74% time on ground, goes back to his 84 points in this one. Same as same as Fife, no doubt, will be building, but I feel like his fitness base, I feel like they've waited the right amount of time this time to get him back out there. Collingwood and the Crows, then his buy. Look, I, I think he's down 64K from his already bargain price. I think this is the week. If you do have that option, I love Elliot Yo. He played in the midfield, didn't he, Dossie? 
he did. He, he played enough in the midfield to get you get your um get you interested. Certainly in a, in a pretty tough um, look. Dom Sheed barely scored in that game as well. After going massive against the Dons, they they possessed pretty well, and and the Eagles used a lot of that backline movement. But he was playing in the defence and midfield. Fifteen CBAs, so that was good enough for third. You know equal second with Dom Sheed. So he's straight back in there. They need him in the midfield at the moment. And uh, yeah, big fan. Loves playing the pies in those grand finals too, getting the dubs. Um, all right, moving on. The last few players, Tom Sparrow taking the reins with Clayton Oliver out. But, you know, Oliver apparently is already training down the house. So you can't go there, Harmy. You're shaking your head. Move on nope. to the next one. Tanner Bruin with all the Geelong outs. A point of difference with that nice round 13 buy. No, Holmesy? I think the reinforcements will come back, Doss, after the bye. I think they'll be looking at getting Selwood, Guthrie, um, Duncan and a few of those guys back at some stage. So, no, nah, as soon as they're back, his role's going to diminish, I would have thought. I'll be honest. I actually looked at him last week, Dossie. Um, I think he was about 5.20. Uh, and just because of that, but there's too many. There's too many now, I think, that are like on the brink of coming back and um, his role will go back to a an ordinary one and those CBAs will dry up. Yeah, like I had, um, I, I get on the DM sometimes with old Liam from the free kick pod in the AFLW space and he was keen on, on Bruin last week. I did flag the time on ground was low, but uh, yeah, in low time on ground, he's putting up big numbers. It's just whether he's just one of those players that doesn't really get the tog. Um, the other player that uh, he begged me not to speak about on the pod, actually, I might bring him up now. Uh, sorry, Liam. <laughs> Harry Himmelberg. Um, I think I noticed him a couple of weeks ago playing in that defensive role. He's coming back this week, but Nick Haynes is still ruled out with that uh, concussion. We saw him move into defense before he was injured in that game, Harry Himmelberg. They're up against Richmond this week. Obviously, the later buy round, you might be heavy in that round 15, but Harry Himmelberg, Holmesy, could he be a player to jump on despite a height? Like, what do you do with the high versus low break evens, would you just go there if you think he's going to be your buy round saviour? Oh, yeah. There's there's uh, there's no issue with going early on a player, even if they have a high break even. Who cares if you have to pay an extra 20, 30K for a player if they're the one you think um, is going to be the right play moving forward. But is Himmelberg that player? I mean, they've got Whitfield, Ash back there, racking. Cummings going to come back in at some point. It's not the same as last year. Um, where we just saw him absolutely slut for the footy. Um, so I'm not sure he's going to be that player. Um, but, you know, we have seen him do it in the past. So it is a watch, but I wouldn't be doing it this week. The explicit tags on you tonight, Holmesy, we must say. But, um, yes, he does slut back there. Harry Himmelberg, yeah, I agree, man. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm not going to jump straight on board. We have to see him pump a few good scores. Matty Rao, in all seriousness, you guys, any, Top eight. any interest? Top eight, getting him. Great pick, Doss. I was wrong. Thanks, mate. Harmy, do you want to just echo those same words? or? I'll follow this up with a question. Holmesy, Matty Rao or Noah Anderson? Oh, I haven't watched enough this Suns games to, to Darwin really Darwin again this week, boys. Darwin again this I would, week. I would think probably Matty Rao for the price, wouldn't you, Harmy? Is it? It's only about sixty thousand between, I think. And if you considered that a month ago, when Anderson was killing it, and Rao was putting up his sixties and seventies, you'd think you'd be out of your brain, Hayes. But yeah, 
I mean, I was another one I thought about this week was maybe it's time to ditch Fiorini and just go up and keep the round 13 player and go up to the best available round 13 player. And who would that be? And I couldn't decide between them. <laughs> Get around him. Well, the fact they're at Darwin again, I mean, the soapy conditions, as everyone calls them soapy, I do love that um, description. I think that's good for the for the deck and for the conditions. But um, yeah, he's there again. He's got the Crows this week, a, a decent midfield matchup. So, Matty Rao, got to love being an owner. Got to love it. Uh, look. We haven't asked for reviews and ratings for a while on the Apple podcast. We're just about to wrap up before we get to our Fossils 5. But, um, hey, if, you, if you're enjoying the show all season, jump on Apple or Spotify, whatever you're using, or Google or wherever you are, and, and give us the, the rating system on there, the five, the old five stars would be nice. Uh, and also, of course, if you are signing up for a Keeper League membership on their website, they give you all the CBAs, the kick-in trends. You can go check out those mid-season draft days and the full in-depth sample V. AFL State League scores over there. Use the code PODPOD on sign up. Get yourself 20% off and enjoy that on us. The Fossils 5. Fossils 5, we've got Harmy filling in. Although, I do just want to ask, Holmesy, after your recent birthday, happy birthday, mate, are you eligible now to do the Fossils 5 in the future? Yeah, mate. I'm... uh I've joined the 30s club, so not quite the 60s club that the the real Foss is in. But yeah, happy to happy to fill in if needed. But I won't be needed. Harmy's the only regular on the pod these days, so he's the only one we can rely on. <laughs> I know, right? Well, take it away, mate. All right, a couple of caveats here on the Fossils Five this week. I have discounted round 12 players. Uh, because round 12 by 12 players, sorry, because we should really be looking at bringing them in next week. And also another caveat, there is stuff all rookie downgrades at this point. Um, I think we've got a debutant named uh, for Collingwood. I can't remember his name. Apologies for that. Uh, all right. Oh, man, I'm at an extended list, but I'll just go from – well, I'll go from six, actually. Mullen from the Cats, 223, a break-even of five – Went up, um, just played the one game. Not a renowned scorer in the VFL. Not the best job security. Uh, not the best scoring potential. However, I reckon that they will want to keep him here in Australia at their club. Um, they've tried to get him here for a while and he has now arrived. I think that they will play him for a little bit. Uh, at five, I think you can still bring in Wardlaw, 360,000. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's going to have great job security. That number four pick from last year's draft, break even of 14. He's gone up 65,000, so he wasn't cheap in the first place. But um, I think he's had a bit of a tough game last week against the Pies, and it'll probably get a bit easier the more he um, time he spends in the guts for North. We haven't talked about it a lot tonight, but... Uh, in our forward lines, there's a lot of around 15 um, buy players and around 12 buy players. So we did talk about uh, Darcy Cameron before, but another that I do like is Dylan Moore from the Hawks. 714,000, break even of 67. He put up a nice score last week, 126, and he's down 112,000 for the year. So he hasn't got that midfield role we thought he might, but. This guy doesn't need to have CBAs to score. He gets up the ground and he's a great player. Number three, 
Dospy's favourite for the week, Elliot Yo, five hundred and sixty-one thousand. That is a super cheap price for a guy that's gone a hundred, averaged a hundred in the past. He's got a break even of seventy-six. He's actually lost money. Can you believe it? On his yeah. starting price from the season, um, and he had the eighty-four last round. So yeah, he comes with injury risk, but he also comes with a potential um, big upside. Darcy Cameron, the ruck forward um, DPP, and the round 14 bye are quite attractive. He plays at Eagles this week, Holmes, he said. Um, break even of 100, but I wouldn't really let that hold you back if you're keen. He's down 58,000 because he's had that injury, but I think Darcy Cameron's definitely a play. And another that we have touched on tonight at number one, Ben Keys. So 564,000. The guy has lost $300,000 in value over the course of the season so far because he was sitting and doing the forward line tags and getting 50s. So if he is in the midfield, I think that it's a pretty solid pickup this week. Love that. And thanks for your work tonight, Harmy. Also, thanks to your work. Tonight, Holmesy, you've done you've done well. We've we've punched out another massive show late late on a on a Wednesday night. We always appreciate your time, and, and we hope you enjoy enjoyed listening as always. We'll uh, anything else to wrap up, lads? I just want to also say, Holmesy, you were paying me out at the start of the show uh, pre pre show for um having so many mid prices in my team, and that's why I'm still stinking it up. And it's time to upgrade. It's time to all that. Well, this week, you'll be happy to know I'm bringing in Briggsy, Keys, and Elliot Yo. Three more beautiful mid prices to round out my rancid outfit. All right. I think that'll wrap it up. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Matty